All right. Well, this is going to be really uh, fun tonight to get to learn and to grow together. I'm going to introduce um, who's going to be equipping us tonight. It's Chase and Leslie Woodall. They're right here. And yeah, you give them a little more than that, guys. Come on. We're from Texas. You got to get a little more fired up than that. And um, I just, just why, why are they sharing with us tonight? Um, Chase and I got to know each other, I guess, over this last year or so. And one of our first times together, we were at um, Whole Foods, which if you know me, that's where I'm going to meet you for coffee or lunch or whatever we're having that day. And uh, I'm just getting to know him. And we're there and we're chatting. And there's these two ladies that are next to us, kind of in the, in the booth next to us. And one of them has a, an, an injury. I believe she had her leg up. Yeah, she had her leg up in a brace, kind of propped up on a chair, big brace. And Chase looks over at her at one point during the meal, and he just says, uh, you know, uh, excuse me, what would you do to your, your leg? She begins to talk, and, and Chase asks, it just real, like, normally, he says, hey, I believe Jesus heals. Could I pray for your leg? Lady's like, uh, okay. And... Uh, he prays for her leg, and then she, he's like, you know, does it feel any different? Did you notice anything? And she, like, is able to take her brace off and bend it around. She's like, wow, the pain is gone right here in, in the Whole Foods. Like, it was miraculous. And then he began to uh, share words of knowledge with her, began to share with her kind of secret information about her, that she was just undone with the goodness of God. There's a God in heaven that sees her and knows her. And so she was, not only was she healed physically, but you could tell there was a deep work done in her heart. She was crying and just like really getting ministered to. Her friend there is kind of watching like, what in the world is this, right? Chase looks over at her and he uh, uh, gives her a word of knowledge as well. And it leads to her getting ministered to and crying. And they're like, we just thought we were coming to lunch today. This is, this is amazing. What I loved about that was it was very natural. Like every one of us eats lunch probably, right? And it was ministering to people in a very felt need way. And there was healing and there was encouragement and there was an awareness that God was in place. Both of them, I don't think they would have described themselves as close to God or having a real active relationship with him. And so you could tell for them, it was like a significant thing of like, wow, there's more to this than I realized. And as I've gotten to know them over the last, I don't know, nine months or so, I've seen that uh, not just happen that one time, but over and over and over again. And they're not perfect. And they will tell you that uh, up front, right? They're in progress like the rest of us. But it's important for us to recognize gifts and callings that we have in each other. And then for others of us to learn and receive and grow from things that people are strong in that we may not be. And so I asked them to come tonight and share a little bit of their own journey and kind of what they've learned about walking with God, walking with the Holy Spirit, and seeing him move in power through uh, words of knowledge, prophecy, and healing. I think it's going to be really encouraging. So why don't you guys come up? You guys give them a hand. Do y'all want a table or do y'all want the music stand? What would you like? You want the chairs close together? They're married. Do, y'all, do you want that round table, Chase? Do you want that round table or do you want this? Okay, great. And we have handouts. Do you want me to pass those out now or do you want to in a little bit? Okay, we'll pass them out. Here's one microphone. Hello. Wow, it's like so super bright up here. It's the glory of the Lord. It's so super bright. It's upon us. (laughs) And you you, you can't even notice if people are asleep or not. It's awesome for preaching. You can just go and go and go. Four hours. We'll be here. Wow. Cool. Well, uh, we feel super blessed to be asked to speak tonight. We love coming to these encounter nights. We love the church. Um, love bringing our daughter up here. If y'all don't know her, she's a little, little redhead that's running around screaming all the time and laying hands on people and saying, amen. Amen. So uh, amen. she's fun. She's one. And uh, we have another one on the way right here. I could give birth tonight. So if I have to rush her off the stage, don't be upset with us. If you uh, get a word of knowledge, let me know. <laughs> baby's ready any day now. So we're excited. Um, so kind of what we wanted to share tonight, we want to give a little bit of background about us and 
um, our personal testimony into the gift of knowledge and how that came about. For me, it was kind of interesting because I was a huge skeptic and I did not believe in the gifts. And I thought that people on TV were, uh, you know, false people just trying to make money or do different things or somehow they knew information about people. And that's actually what I was taught. Uh, I, I don't know if anybody's been taught that the gift died with the apostles. Anybody in this room ever or, or heard of that teaching? Okay. So that's what I was taught. And so I was uh, very skeptical uh, in college when I ran into some girls who uh, told me that the gifts were real. And I told them to prove it to me. And uh, they wouldn't. And they challenged me. And they said, well, why don't you just pray and ask God to reveal that to you? And it challenged me because they showed me it in the Word. And they said, here it is in the Word. This is real. And it made a lot of sense to me because I had been reading the Word and I thought, you know, without the gifts, I mean, what is this, if I can't hear God's voice, if God's not moving, then, then what, you know, what does that look like? I've never experienced that. And so I got invited to this, uh, I guess called Charismatic Church, is what some people would call it. And it's kind of a smaller church uh, over in Keller, Texas, uh, great church, uh, amazing pastor. And they began to release words over people on the mic. And they got words for me and fraternity brothers that I brought and friends. And I was shocked. Like, my, my mouth just dropped. And I, and I was like, this, this is, I mean, exactly what they're saying is who I am. And I know it's my friend. I know it's spot on. What you're saying is true about him. And I started seeing guys that I was trying to witness to for months just from one word, just go straight to the altar and give their lives to Jesus. And... I was like, wow, I, I've, been, I've been debating him for months on this. I'm like, why he should be a Christian and like why he should come to church. This guy gets one word. It's exactly what he needed to hear. And he's bawling, crying. He's giving his life to Jesus up at the front. And a bell really clicked off in my mind. I was like, so if I can do this, this is a game changer. If I can hear God, I mean, I... Uh, used to be the expert debater in college. I debate, I sat with atheists for hours. I just talked about Jesus. And I just watched these people just go straight to the heart and tell them exactly what, what they needed to hear and exactly uh, what they wanted to hear. And so I started praying and I started pursuing it. And I said, well, how, how is it that you hear God? Like, do you, are you hearing him audibly? Are you, uh, you know, w- what is it? Like, how did you know these things about me? I mean, what would that mean? Can you do it over yourself? Can you hear God for yourself? Uh, because at the time, I only felt like the Lord spoke through the Bible, which obviously is true. But I, I said, so I can actually hear God's voice for myself. What would that mean in my personal relationship with him? And so uh, what's really neat is we actually kind of have similar testimonies. And so I'm going to let Les get into that. Except I got saved like way earlier than <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> Had a rough journey. <laughs> Anyways, I loved God for like such a long time and I thought God was so cool. Totally wanted to follow him. I loved righteousness. I loved purity. And I kind of had a rough freshman year a lot with my family and things like that. And so does anybody know the Blinken chips in here? Woo! Okay, they're awesome. Yeah, woo! Okay, um, anyway, so I moved in with Jackie, and she knew the Holy Spirit, and I didn't. And so it was so cool because I moved in with three girls that loved the Holy Spirit, and I didn't even know them my sophomore year. Um, somehow I had a connection with them, and I needed a place to live, and I was like, okay, fine. I'll move in with y'all. So little did I know, um, I moved in, and my first day of school was the next day, so these girls did not know me at all, knew nothing about me, and I'm leaving for class, and Jackie's like, hey, I was praying for you this morning and God gave me a word for you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, okay, cool, enjoy, you know. And she ended up giving me this word and it was, it was literally, it was exactly who I am. And especially at the time, I loved evangelism. I loved loving people. I spent so much time, I always would ask God, like, please just open doors. Like, whoever you want me to love, like, I totally want to love them and... Um, so the word was so specific about, um, how much I'd reached out to people and how many seeds I'd sown and like how proud God was of me. And I just remember feeling God and I had never felt that kind of power before. Like when she released the word over me, I could feel the power of God. And I was like, uh, okay. And I had no grid. I mean, like I left like she's so weird, (laughs) you know, gosh, you know, and I really didn't know how to process it, but 
Then multiple other things had happened, like we'd prayed over our house, and the girls had gotten words for our house and things like that, and I watched them all come into fruition within like the first couple weeks of school. And so it was just this shocking thing for me where I was like, this is so weird. Like, I've known God my whole life. And I, I specifically remember a Bible study where I was taught that that passage about the gifts was totally irrelevant now. And, you know, it was a total accident. Those people don't know, you know. I just was taught it and totally believed it. So totally went around preaching that. So anyways, to my surprise, I ha- was started having all these amazing experiences. And so then I was in a religion class, and we had to choose a topic about... Um, something experiential having to do with God, like if you want to grow in prayer or you want to grow in fasting or you want to grow in whatever you want to grow in, something experiential like that, hands-on, choose a topic, and then you're going to write a paper on it you're going to present it. So I told my whole class I was going to practice hearing God, and they were all like, okay, awesome, good luck with that one, you know, and I, I started hearing God. I started practicing just listening to his voice, and it 100% transformed my relationship with God, and kind of the way that I like to describe it Um, specifically with the gifts. Tonight we're talking about the gift of knowledge, but specifically with all the gifts, it's so crazy because it's like if you take a picture on like Photoshop and you click enhance, all of a sudden the colors are just so bright and they're so beautiful and the picture is all of a sudden alive in a new way that it wasn't before. And so I, for my personal life, experiencing hearing God and experiencing his heart um, for me personally through the gifts has been like that to my Christian walk. So He's awesome. (laughs) Amen. How many people uh, have released a word of knowledge before or gotten a word of knowledge from God? A lot of people. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Uh, How many people have not? Great. Awesome. Cool. So hopefully hopefully we will do a little 101 a little bit how we develop the gift. So... uh, First off, for, for those of you that don't know, the gift of knowledge is anything, uh, it's a supernatural download from the Holy Spirit of something that you couldn't have known through natural means. So for example, in scripture, uh, you have the woman at the well. Now, um, it's usually pertaining to past or present, and prophecy is pertaining towards future. So a lot of people get those confused because you have knowledge in prophecy And when people are ministering, they might have wisdom, knowledge, prophecy, all in one sentence. They might tell you past, present, and future, as we see that scripture. So it does get kind of mixed together, and some people have uh, ambiguity into what the actual gift of knowledge is. So specifically, knowing something supernaturally that you couldn't have known through natural knowledge for past and present. So for example, in scripture, the woman at the well... um, wrote it down here, John 14, 17, 18. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say that you have no husband. The fact is you've had five husbands and then the man you now have is not your husband. What you just have said is quite true. And so, and then she goes off to say, come meet a man that told me everything that you ever knew or that everything that's ever happened in my life. Um, and so one example of prophecy is Acts twenty-seven ten. When Paul's prophesying about the shipwreck, he says, Men, I perceive that the voyage will certainly be with the damage and great loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. And so scripturally, those are some examples of the gift of knowledge and prophecy. And we just kind of wanted to separate those two for tonight. Um, So about, I don't know, a week or two ago, we had to change out the carpet in our bedroom because our cats are crazy and they go all over the the carpet. We can't get them to go in the kitty litter. I don't know what's going on. Now Uh, we can. If anybody needs a solution, let me know. Anyways, that's another story. Anyways, so we're replacing the carpet. I've got a great carpet guy that I do to replace carpets. And he came over and he brought uh, his assistant with him to help him clean up the mess, cut the carpet, stretch it and everything. And uh, when they came in to do a measurement, give us a quote, I, the Lord just gave me a word for her. And I said, do you have an issue, like, that's, do you have excruciating pain in your back? And do you also have an issue going on in your jaw? And she looked at me and she said, yes, how do you know that? She says, actually, I wasn't going to come to work today. I mean, it was hurting so bad. I said, well, um, the Holy Spirit told me that you had that issue and I would love to pray for you. And she was like, okay. And so we're just sitting in our bedroom uh, with Leslie, I, and the carpet guy. 
And um, we're like, is that okay if, uh, you know, can we actually check your hips? I actually feel like the Lord's saying that maybe one of your, your legs is off and that's throwing your back out. So she says, okay. And so we sit her down in a chair and we have her put her heels together and one of them is about an inch, inch and a half off. So it was about this. And so uh, it was throwing her back out. She was completely out of alignment, having spinal issues from it. And so we prayed, and her leg just stretches out, grows out, and then all her pain just leaves. And then we pray for her jaw, and then the pain leaves in her jaw. And then we get some words about, um, as we were praying, I felt a download from the Lord saying, there's some things that he wanted to do in her life because there was, he showed me a three-year journey of the past and what she had just been through. And we got some, some details about some relational things and some stuff that God is doing today. And, uh, and she, she starts crying and she, she says, I, I, I don't know how you could possibly know any of this. You've, you've never met me before. You know, how is this? And, um, and uh, he look, she looks at Leslie and she says, I, I feel like God is inside of you guys. I feel like the Lord lives inside of you. And it's really cool when you hear Christians that they don't have any Christian language and they, they use language like that. And I, and I felt led and I said, well, would you like to give your life to Jesus? And she said, yes. And so we're just sitting there in my bedroom getting a carpet quote and she gets saved, gives her life to Jesus, gets totally healed. And the carpet guy freaks out and he says, he says, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. He says, I've never, I never bring her inside. I always leave her in the car, but so today I felt like I had to bring her inside. Isn't that crazy? And, and he said, because of this, I'm giving you a better deal. And I said, no, no, please, please don't. He says, no, my assistant got saved today. I need to give you a better deal. Christian. He's a Christian. He like loves God. And actually then he was like, boy, it's so weird. Like I had a dream like just a few nights ago and y'all were in it and this happened. And so he knew, he knew that was going to happen, but he didn't really know. But then when it happened, he was like, oh my gosh, I had a dream. But it wasn't this fluid. We actually couldn't really understand him. And then Chase, when he came and installed the carpet, he retold the story. Chase was like, oh, I get what you're saying. Okay. Awesome. Okay. (laughs) And then, uh, I had Leslie lay hands on her for to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so she, Leslie prays, and then she gets filled with the Holy Spirit, and she looks like a totally different person. And it's just amazing. And, and she came in, and she was like, I just felt so different when I was in here. And I knew God wanted to do something. And I think a lot of us get these promptings and these uh, to do things, and sometimes we think maybe it's, you know, we're just making it up or we don't always step out because we're not sure how the person's going to respond. But really, the worst thing that can happen is nothing. The worst thing that can happen is you're wrong. Um, or it'd be really awkward, which is fine. Which we is have funny. that too, all the time. <laughs> Actually, when I first married Chase, he would yell out names in the parking lot. Like, he'd be fully convinced he is here in this name. And he'd be like, Carlos. <laughs> and people kind of turn around. And be like, Carlos? Are you Carlos? He'd be like, no, you know, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, who did I marry? You know, like, ah! but, but it's so funny because then there'd be so many times where he'd be right. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, he's doing it again. He's doing the name thing. And I kind of like giggle to myself. And then they turn on, they'd be like, yeah, I'm Carlos. And I'd be like, oh, you're right, honey. And then we'd be like, uh, so Carlos, man, it's good to know ya, you know, and then we go God into, loves you. Yeah, that was our line. Our go-to line was Jesus loves you, man. What can we pray for you for? Because you get shocked when you're actually right. And I remember one time after we, um, Chase is actually the teacher here. I'm just the sidekick that just kind of tosses things in and giggles, really. But, um, it's not true. But um, anyway, so after we first got married, um, we were looking at, or actually, were we married? I can't remember. Anyways, um, we were looking at this place that we were going to have our, like, kind of getaway, like our getaway night, our wedding night. And we were at this resort just checking it out. And... Um, Chase has to go into the bathroom really quick and so I'm standing out there by myself and because he's like so into getting names at the time I'm like this guy walks by and I hear a name what was the name do you remember Robert okay his name was Robert and I'm like Robert and I'm like nah I'm not gonna say it like this totally Chase's thing you know he's the one that says like all these crazy names out loud and stuff and I remember Holy Spirit telling me Les if you don't try it you're never gonna know if you're hearing me or not and I was like oh yeah I guess you're right so I was like Robert and he turns around and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, 
uh, <laughs> and he's like, how'd you know my name was Robert? And I was like, and he goes, because I go by Bob. And I'm like, um, well, the Lord is here, you know? <laughs> I'm like so awkward, but it's fine, you know? And so then Chase luckily comes out of the bathroom and ends up jumping in. He's like, hey, man, like, you know, I'm Chase. And then he gets like some word of knowledge or something. And so ends up being a really cool encounter. But at the time, it was... That's a little risky, but, but, but that's, that's what's so cool about the gift of knowledge. And really all the gifts is like, they're just a tool to love people. You know, like they open the door. So like Chase was saying, he used to debate and debate and debate people all the time, like trying to get them to like, you know, and especially because a lot of times they would say it was intellectual, you know, like I'm just trying to understand this topic when a lot of times it was a heart thing. And so the gifts would go right there. They would go right to like, Hey, I really feel like, you know, let's say it's the Lord wants you to know that you're safe all of a sudden that whole intellectual argument that they've built for years is debunked by that, that sweet, sweet, you know, loving word. And so, yeah, so the gifts, the purpose of the gift of knowledge is that it's a tool for love, you know? And it's always meant to be partnered with love. And apart from that, it just doesn't even make any sense. Um, yeah, <laughs> but anyways, okay, you can go. So the gifts are meant to edify, build, and encourage. And it's always done in a spirit of love. And it can be done in a different spirit. But the way that we're called to do it is to build people up. And you don't have to release every single word that you get. Right. Uh, I always ask God, like, is that something that I need to release? And there's a way to release a word um, using discernment on whether you feel like that's the right situation to release it. Or maybe another time. Or maybe you're just called to pray into that for that particular person. Because God will give you very detailed, sensitive things. Right. Because... He loves people, he cares about them, and he wants to bring healing to things. And so when God gives you sensitive information like that, it's important to be sensitive with it, uh, in my belief. So uh, there is another place for, I believe, correction and reproof, but we're not talking about that tonight. We're just talking about edification, encouragement, and love. And so, um, go ahead. Who is it for? Who's the gift of knowledge for? What is it? Everyone! Yeah, it's for all the believers. So it's not just for the AMOG, um, you know, like the man of God or whatever. Like, it is for everybody. And it's so fun. And because we're children of God, because we're all believers, it's like, it's our inheritance to get to have all these beautiful gifts. It's just for free and for fun and for love. It's amazing. <laughs> you know? So. But was I going to say something else? Okay. You go, so my first question when I started, first saw people operate in the gift of knowledge, I said, well, how do you hear so I think that's a lot of people's question is, well, how do I hear? If everybody, if all believers can operate in the gift of knowledge, how do you receive? And the answer to that is that there's many different ways that God will speak to you. And we're going to talk about a few tonight, um, some of which include the five senses. You have five senses of the spirit, just like you have five senses in the natural. God may speak to you uh, audibly. I mean, I know people that they hear outside audible voice. Uh, maybe Moses at the burning bush. I personally don't get that. A lot of times the way that God will speak to me is through visions in my mind's eye, uh, feelings, impressions. Um, I'll hear things in my mind's ear and um, he'll highlight things to me in the room. He'll draw something to me. So uh, for example, you know, I might have saw like a right knee pain that there's something an issue that you know is going back and forth and it's not locking and I just saw this whole little video in my mind so I don't know if that's someone in this room but um, like I'll get visions for like like almost like a mannequin or like a body and then I'll see a part highlighted red like a shoulder issue or like something you know like I'll see a particular spot on somebody that's causing somebody pain and um, that's one way that God speaks to me. I have a lot of friends who, uh, for pain words, they will feel impressions on their body. So they will walk into a room and all of a sudden they'll start feeling tingling on their back. And then when they walk out of the room, the tingling leaves. And so when they start finding out and they start asking questions, they find out that the people standing next to them had a back issue and to pray for them. So here's a couple ways that you hear. So when you get visions in your mind's eye, it's as simple as just praying and asking the Lord for something. So your imagination realm is a canvas that God can paint on. It can be interpretive or it can be literal. It can come in as a single picture. It could come in like a video. It could come in a dream at the night. 
Uh, I think Zach was telling me he woke up in the middle of the night, had a word of knowledge. It just comes, comes to you, and it can come at any time. You can operate in the gift at any time. You can get a word for anybody at any time. You don't always have to feel led. You have a general calling to love your neighbors yourself. Getting words for people is a way that you love people. Right. So language. So, for example, um, guy was bagging my groceries the other day. And uh, I just felt compassion for him. I said, hey, um, do you love music? And he looked at me and was like, how do you know that? Is it, like, is it my hair? Like, the way my hair is? It was kind of his hair. I was like, no, you have really cool hair, but that's, I actually felt like the Holy Spirit told me that uh, you love music and that you write music and that you're actually saving up money right now to transition to do something with your music. And he just looks at me and he's like, well, how, how do you, I don't understand, how do you know that? I said, because Jesus loves you and he knows these things and he wants to partner with your music. And he looked at me and he goes, I'm never going to forget this. And so... Doesn't that make you want to cry? I know. <laughs> You're like, oh my gosh. Well, just, there's always someone right there in front of you serving you. It could be the cashier person that everybody's dumped on all day. Right. And you can turn around and just start, you know, getting words of knowledge for them, prophesying over them, praying for them, blessing them. And it doesn't even have to be anything super crazy out of this world. It right. could just be as simple as, hey, I saw, you know, do you love art? Do you love this? And it really spurns on conversation to show them that God knows them and that he loves them. And it creates that bridge for them to connect and it opens the door so they can have faith to receive the kingdom. And you don't always feel it. I like that you mentioned that, Chase, um, about how like we have a general calling to step out and love people because one time I was at the bank and this is probably like a few years ago. I didn't have a baby then. That's all I remember. So I don't really know when it was, but it was before I had my baby. And um, I'm in the car and I'm going through the bank and I am like so super tired. And you know, faith sometimes looks like this. Like sometimes you're like, I've got all the faith in the world. You know, and then sometimes you're like, okay, am I hearing anything for you? I don't even know, you know? And so sometimes faith is like an ebb and a flow. And so I'm, I'm totally, I'm exhausted. I don't know why I was so tired. It's probably just busy being so spiritual. But um, I'm, <laughs> I'm um, going through the drive-through and, you know, there's a lady there and I'm like, oh man, like I just, I'm, I'm like, I need to get a word for her. I just want to encourage her. I know I need to get a word for her, but I'm like so tired. So I'm having like a hard time getting in the zone, you know, and all I see is a mountain, and I'm like, oh, a mountain, okay, well, what about the mountain, you know, and I'm not getting any rev, I'm like, all I see is a mountain, I'm not sure, you know, see a mountain for you, <laughs> you know, and I'm, not, I'm like, I'm just gonna step out, I'm just gonna do it, you know, so uh, I'm like, hey, how you doing, you know, she's like, I'm fine, and so I tell her, hey, it's gonna sound kind of weird, but I like to listen to the Lord's heart for people, <laughs> and I saw a mountain for you, and the second that I stepped out, all of a sudden, I could see her whole, like, past however long, like, the last year, and what a struggle it had been, what an uphill battle it had been, you know, and I started getting the rev, so sometimes we don't feel it, but when we step into it in faith, all of a sudden, because we were, we were faithful, and we stepped into that, God just meets you in that place, because he wants to touch them way more than you, you want to touch them, way more than you want to uplift them, and so... Um, yeah, I like that about God, but go for it. Yeah. Um, the key to growth is persistence and risk. So um, one analogy that I like to talk about is basketball. Does anybody play sports in here? Any athletes? Okay. And I'm sure most people in here have shot a basket before. So when you go out to shoot and it's been a while and you just your shot is not on, you might be shooting for about 20, 30 minutes until you get your shot back. And you can take that into any kind of practice or sport or anything. Um, when you first get out there, you feel kind of funny and you, you're not in the flow. But when you shoot and you miss, you don't give up. What do you do? You pick the ball back up and you keep shooting until it goes in the basket. So with the gift of knowledge or any of the gifts, I encourage people to stay persistent. So for example, if you step out in faith, and you get a word for somebody the first time and it's not true, stay persistent. Try two, three, four, five, continue to try to get some words. And I love being in like a small group or a church setting because we can practice together and you can ask questions. You could say, okay, um, uh, 
did you have this go on next week or last week? Did, is this the first car you drove? Is this your middle name? And you could sit there and ask questions and you'd probably be surprised how accurate you are. A lot of people don't realize how prophetic they really are, how well they really hear until they start stepping out in faith and start releasing it. So we shared a few testimonies of, of some encounters where we were right. We got words right and they were really impactful. But there's probably like 10,000 other times where you hone in and you grow. So just like any professional athlete, yes, they've got a natural gift, but they have to spend tens of thousands of hours to hone and really grow on that gift. If you listen to some of the testimonies of like Sean Bowles or Todd White, um, how many times they had to get wrong, how many times they had to put themselves in a position to just totally trust God, 100% faith. And I really believe that's what God's wanting us to do. He's wanting us to step out on that ridge and take that leap of faith. Because it's, it's, it's not easy to kind of step out of your flesh and talk to a perfect stranger and start reading their mail or get words of knowledge for them. But it's extremely fruitful and it could be life-changing for that person and for yourself. And I know for me and my personal relationship with God, uh, it completely changed everything. Because before it was very linear and I thought, you know, I heard God from the pastor and from my Bible, uh, which is both true. But now I pray in prayer is two ways. And I didn't realize that. I was like, wow, so God really does want to speak to me. And he really is speaking all the time. I just have to tune in. And one way I grow in that is I journal, is I write down what I believe God is saying. I do two-way prayer. And then I start, and I go back to the journal and I see things come true in the future of what me and God had a conversation about. Because it's easy for you to get into this and start thinking that you're making this up and that it's God. But a lot of the thoughts that God gives you, they're in your mind and they're his. Uh, for example, we used to, we were at Bethel, we were training people to do treasure hunts and we'd have got people who just got saved six weeks and they're on a treasure hunt and they have no clue. They don't, they've never even read the Bible. A treasure hunt is where uh, you pray and you ask God where we're going to go, who we're going to pray for, what the prayer need is, any miscellaneous information, and we literally just write it down on a piece of paper. And we call that our treasure map. And five people, maybe a couple people, will pray and we'll all write that down. And I just call it, you know, treasure hunting or prophetic evangelism. And so this, I'll never forget this one guy uh, wrote down everything and he said, I, you know, I, I don't know if this is God. I, I think that I'm probably just making it up. And so he totally filled his thing out. He wrote down all these names. He wrote down prayer needs. And he's like, I, I don't know. I think we're supposed to go to Starbucks. And then a couple other people in the group got Starbucks too. And so we went to Starbucks and we get out of our car and we walk up to a girl and uh, she's on his map. He, he has beige pants, black purse. And he goes, well, she's got the beige pants, black purse. So maybe that's who we need to talk to. And he is so awkward, so nervous. It's his first time. And so he walks up, and I mean, she probably thought we were trying to jump her in the parking lot. He's like, uh, uh, excuse me, ma'am. And she's like, yes. Uh, do you have pain in your knee? And she's like, no, but why do you ask? He says, we're, uh, we're, we're on this treasure hunt thing, and like, I, I don't know, can I pray for you? And she starts crying. And we're like, oh, no. What happened? <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> she said, she said, I just walked out of Starbucks and I asked God for a sign that he loves me. Like five seconds ago. And you guys come up. He hands her a treasure map. She goes, her name's on there, Sarah. Beige pants, black purse, prayer need that she needed. It was incredible and she's freaking out and she's like oh my gosh we, we go yeah we wrote this down like an hour ago and there's no way we're driving around for parking for like 20 minutes trying to get in the starbucks and then we perfectly like the timing everything she's just walk, crossing paths and so it was so encouraging for this guy because it doesn't take that you have to be this veteran prophet or, or have all this experience to be saved for many many years god wants to speak to you he wants to use everybody and you don't even have to be good at it. 
Because God will, God will fill in the blanks. God will set you up how you need to be. All you have to do is be willing to step out, willing to partner with God, and he'll be your strength. Amen, brother. Um, so um, also something that's so cool is that we all have our own language with God. So like you have your own super special intimate language with the Holy Spirit for yourself. It doesn't have to look like anything at all. So Chase might yell names in the parking lot, but you might not. And that's totally great. And um, and so, um, I, yeah, I had a client one time and she was super duper awesome. She was in high school and um I, I was teaching her how to hear God's voice, and she loved movies. She wanted to be a filmmaker. That's all she would do with her time. Like, no stinking joke. Outside of school, she would just watch movies every single second. And so she knew every movie line there was, every movie there was. Like, she was it. And so when I started teaching her how to hear God's voice, what she would see was all these movie clips clipped together. And that was her language with God. And it would be like this perfectly clear, I mean, she would tell me, and I'd be like, what? What movie? Trying to understand, but she got it. She got the message because it was just, it was her special language with God. So that's the cool thing is like, sometimes I think about it as like, um, y'all know a little icing pack? Like if you buy the little icing packs from the store and you're going to do like a cupcake or a cake or whatever, and then you can buy the little tips that go on the end and you put the little tip on the end and you squeeze it. And some are for like writing and they're really skinny and thin and you can write like words and then some are like, not like that. <laughs> like totally different. So anyways, when the Holy Spirit comes out of us, it's our own, it's, it's uniquely special to the way that he made us. And so it would be such a shame if anybody ever stepped out of who they are to try to be something different because they saw Sean Bowles get social security numbers or whatever, you know, it's like everybody has their own way of doing it with the Holy Spirit. It's about intimacy with God. It's about love, you know, and it's about drawing close to him and hearing his heart for people. And so you'll hear really special in a different way than anybody else will in your own language. So you're totally free to just be totally you, exactly the way that God made you. And he, lo- he cannot wait to just squeeze out of you and just love. <laughs> but, but one thing I w- wanted to say was um, the, the five senses, we're going to hit on that because we're going to do some activation, but with the five senses, one of them is smell. And so with my mom, she always smells fresh cookies when God wants to hang out with her. Isn't that fun? Right? That's totally her thing. She loves cookies. <laughs> you know, so she would smell that. That's her special language with God. You know? So that's one example of smell. And then you want to do taste, your salty thing. Yeah. So I was, um, okay, I'm going to do a different one we talked about. Okay. But um, when we were writing out where we're going to go, I got to taste like a bakery or like cookies too, kind of like that. You start talking about food. I was like, or a smell. And then that's where the Lord led us and we had an encounter there. Or um, I smelled something illegal one time and I went and found the kids <laughs> doing it, which is kind of interesting. And then we ministered to them and it was really amazing. Um, amen. amen, thank you. Thanks for that. <laughs> So it's very interesting how, because you're smelling things, you're tasting things, but they're not in the room, but it's something that could be prophetic or a knowledge or something. There's so many different ways that God speaks, I think is what we're trying to expound upon. Um, I tasted salt one time when I was prophesying over somebody. And then I realized that um, this guy's just solid on fire for Jesus. And I went back to scripture. I was like, okay, salt and light of the earth. That was the revelation God was giving me for this person. And he tasted really salty. There's just like a salt taste because that was what he was releasing. Um, Sometimes a a word of knowledge is like a memory that you have when you're five years old. And it's very hazy. And you you go go, try to rethink of the memory that you, the earliest memory that you have. And then the longer that you sit in it, the more clear that it becomes. So you might get a vision and you're getting in part and the more that you sit in it and the more that you explore it and the more that you pray, you'll start to see that vision open more and you'll start to see more revelation come. And a lot of times when you step out on what you know, it could be uh, something that you know in part, you'll start seeing it open more for you. Does that make sense? So words that you wait on. Or like I said, be persistent. When you shoot a basketball, you don't give up after you shot once. You're going to make it. You're going to continue to be persistent. You're going to continue to step out in faith, continue to take risks. 
and don't give up on the first time because we do hear God, but sometimes uh, you have to miss a few baskets in order to get your shot back, in order to get back into the flow or in the rhythm or into your language with God. Yeah, so we're about to get into activation, but um, something that I wanted to say is that, what did I want to say? Love. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, it's a lifestyle to love people. It's like, it's just our lives, you know? Like, we do it all the time at work. We, You know, and even with words of knowledge, like we do it with our family. Oh, oh, like today, I was we were sitting upstairs talking about this, and I heard our cat talk, which it talks all the time. It's not like uncommon, but I was like, I think he's locked in the pantry. And it was a word of knowledge, you know, it's like so random, but just random things like that. Like God's always speaking to us because he just wants to be a part of everything. And so, you know, with our baby, she used to cry all the time, nonstop for like six months. No joke. And which is fine. Love her. But, um, but we used to ask God and he would give us a word of knowledge. He'd be like, she needs to sleep more or this isn't sitting well, or whatever. And it would be counsel for us just in our daily lives in relationship with God. You know, it's just, oh, it's a word of knowledge, you know? Um, probably actually as you're sitting here, you're thinking of times where you're like, oh yeah, wait, I've had that happen before. Or like, have you ever had a thought where you're like thinking about someone and then they text you? You were getting knowledge, you know? So it's, it's interesting how just being one with the Holy Spirit, it's such a natural thing for us to partner with him and to hear him. Um, that like, I, I can remember after I met the Holy Spirit in college, then I, had, I remembered, oh my gosh, like wait, something happened to me in fifth grade. And I had this very vivid memory of my dad who he had gotten, um, he was like the president of dentistry for this board or something. And he was given cufflinks. Was that what they're called, cufflinks? Okay. Cufflinks <laughs> for this really fancy dinner that he had that night to be like honored for being the president, blah, blah, blah. And um, so he lost one of them and we're about to leave like for the dinner. We're all dressed up and everything. And he is like so infuriated. He is barging around the house looking for this cufflink that fell off or whatever. And I just know, I know that I know that I know in my heart, I'm like, oh, I know where it is. It's behind that door in the hallway. Um, where we keep the little hanger to pull down the attic. I know exactly where it is. And he's like, I've already checked there. And so he keeps barging around the house, you know, upset, looking forward to whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, I think I know where it is. And I walk by that hallway and the stick falls down. And I'm like, oh, I know it's back there. And so I go there and it's there. And so no joke, I knew that I knew that I knew because of a word of knowledge that I heard, I knew it was there. And so it was just this knowing. And then for the next two weeks, I can remember so specifically, God always telling me, get that folder, grab that highlighter, you're going to need it, or things like that. And um, if I did it, it was like, yay, oh my gosh, God told me to get this. And then if I didn't, then I'd be like, dang it. But anyway, so uh, you might even remember times in your journey you know, since you met God of times where you actually were hearing him really well um, or or you operated in the gift of knowledge without even realizing it. So it's such a natural part of our lives, but also it's just a natural part of um, our journey of just loving people. And so taking it out of like just a ministry context, this is a ministry context, but it is for every single day just loving the person right in front of you. So amen. Yeah, and just to expand on that, people, we hear better than we think, and people have probably had situations in their life where they've gotten words and they didn't even realize it. So some of you raised your hands and you say you've never gotten a word. Somehow God pulled on your heart. Somehow God has spoken to you in a way. It may not have been audible like this, but there is a language and there is a way that God's communicating with you. And so um, I just want us to be aware of what that is and be patient because it's so easy to focus on the day-to-day operations, focus on your work or family or whatever's in front of you to where our minds are not above, but they're, they're more focused on the material things. So sometimes it's just taking your mind off of the hustle bustle, like, okay, I'm in the grocery store to get my food and get out of here because I'm tired and I'm hungry and I want to get back for dinner. Instead of that mentality, it's like, huh, I wonder, uh, I wonder what's going on with the person on aisle three, you know, they're wearing a cast, you know? huh, maybe I get a word for him. Man, I really, that person walked by and I started like getting this weird tingling on my ankle. I wonder if that person's got an ankle It's so all of a sudden we're opening up to, to what God's saying to us because we're available and we're ready. We're ready to be his hands and feet in that grocery store. We're ready to be his hands and feet in the accounting firm. We're ready to be the hands and feet in the life group. We're ready to be his hands and feet on the college campus. 
you know, instead of, you know, it's like, okay, we're in the library and there's a bunch of people sitting around. I know so-and-so. Maybe not at the library. <laughs> yeah, we weren't at the library enough. No. <laughs> we're quiet at the library. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a loud section that you go to. Um, but it's just being aware of like, okay, how do I love this person? How can I step out? And how do you stay challenged too in your walk with God? How do you say, okay, um, for me, it was, I want to I wanna step out and get a word for a perfect stranger once a day. And that could be on Facebook. That could be, I could text my mom and say, hey, I feel like the Lord's saying this. That could be um, Starbucks and just the barista or whoever's making my coffee. I mean, we're just sitting there while they're making my coffee for a few minutes. It's like, I might as well just start practicing getting some words. I might just start asking some questions like, hey, do you love this? Are you wanting to go back to school actually and uh, do something in the medical arena? You know, and I'll just start. I'll just start letting God speak to me, and I'll just start getting words. And they'll say, "No, but why do you ask?" Well, I'm just practicing hearing God's voice. I'd love to pray for you. Oh, well, you're, you're the first person that's ever asked me that. I get that a lot. You know, people say, "Oh, no one's ever asked me that." Like how I'm doing. You're the first person that asked me how I'm doing. Guy copying my keys at Home Depot. I said, do you, do you want to do something with the youth? I feel like the youth love you. He's like, are you a psychic? <laughs> no, I just love Jesus and I listen to the Holy Spirit. And I felt like he said that there's an amazing gift on your life to work with the younger people. And he's like, that's so weird. They like young people love me. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but they always love me. And I feel like I should do something with him. And he goes, get a word for that guy over there. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And then we're bringing the coworkers over and we're praying. And, and then the coworkers actually uh, like dying. He's, he has a heart. He said, I'm supposed to be dead. Like I have a heart issue right now. And the doctors told me I'm like terminal. And I said, let's pray. So we're sitting there laying hands in Home Depot and we're praying. It's cool where it leads. I mean, you, a wrong word could actually lead to you loving someone too. I said, do you have pain in your knee? And they're like, no, it's in my shoulder. <laughs> Can we pray for your shoulder? <laughs> sure. Is that okay? I put my hand on it real quick. It'll be it'll take two seconds. Like, yeah, okay, sure, yeah. And then we'll pray. I mean, it's very casual. I think I think praying and getting words for people should be completely normal for the church. It's not strange. If they look at you strange, you just look at them back strange. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Of course, I want to pray for you. You're in a cast. You know, it's, I mean, I, that's how I think of it. I'm like, of course I want good for you. Of course we're hearing God. We're the church. Also, you'd be surprised how even if they don't respond in like this, oh, whoa, how much they're actually being touched. Because I can remember having clients that I like stepped out. I would prophesy over, or, and get words of knowledge over all of my clients every single time in every facial I did. And someone would be like, <laughs> you know, it'd be so super awkward and someone would ball crying, you know, like every time it was a different reaction. And I can remember this one lady, I prophesied over her and um, was getting words of knowledge for her and she was kind of like, okay, thanks. And she left and I gave her my card, you know, specifically, let me know how your skin does, la la la. And she called me and she left me a message and she was crying, which after I said the stuff, whatever I said, I can't remember. I totally was like, bomb that one. Oh, well, you know. And when she called me, she was crying. And she had left me a message and was telling me everything you said, like, meant the absolute world to me. And I would have never known that. Like, I literally thought that I was totally inaccurate. She totally hated our time together, you know, <laughs> which is fine. But um, anyway, so you never know really how deep they're being touched just because of their response. So never judge your word necessarily based on their response. But um, last thing we're going to hit on before activation um, is that walking out in the gifts doesn't just determine anything about your value. So like your value is already set in stone. You are already awesome. You are already amazing. You are already loved. You are already so, so super close to God and so one with him. And so sometimes it's easy to step out of your identity. You're believing a lie. And so you're looking to, well, we'll see how well I'm hearing or we'll see if they get healed or we'll see. And we're looking to... Um, the outcome to tell us something about ourselves and we never want to do that because it's not about us. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus loving people. So in order for us to be free from people so that we can really love them, we have to know who we are. And so it's always good to just get grounded, 
solidified in truth. And then in that place, knowing you're a daughter, knowing you're a son, knowing you're loved, knowing you're accepted, you get to love people. So, yeah. Okay. So uh, walking in the gifts doesn't necessarily equate to spiritual maturity. So there's people you can operate in the gifts. Like you think, oh, they hear God so well. They must be so close to God. Well, you're also close to God. So we can, we can all be close to God that way. And um, I think that was my first belief. But there's, there's a way that you can operate and not be so close to God. So, I mean, you, your life needs to line up with what you're preaching and what you're hearing, if that makes sense. So. Purity of heart rocks. Purity rocks. So. Okay, so we want to get into some activations uh, with you guys. Who's excited? Anybody excited about Woo! hearing God? Sorry, this is a really loaded topic. It's a little bit hard to digest and make it just so edible really quickly like that. But thanks. Thanks. <laughs> High <Yeah>. fives. <laughs> it's like our favorite thing to talk about. We could talk about it for hours, but well, uh, we don't have that time. So. Okay. Okay. So you're just going to stay there, and I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. And you don't have to say it out loud, but what color do you think Chase's first car was? And you can close your eyes or you can keep them open. It doesn't make any difference. Okay, so I just want you to ask God. She doesn't even know, so that's good. Lord. You ask too. <laughs> Who thinks they know? Oh, she even said it. No, but I like your boldness. <laughs> no. Go, girl. Purple. <laughs> no. Great, great attempt. Yellow. <gasps> Y'all said it at the same time. Good job. Wait, wasn't it? Well, here, let me, oh. let me share it. <laughs> so all you who didn't share, you've got it in your mind. Everybody's got it in their mind, right? Okay. It's red. Oh, I'm so sorry about the yellow. Okay, people. I felt the air leave the room because there's some people that got it. Raise your hand if you got it. Okay, who got yellow? That was a, co a color car I had too. So you're not wrong. And you got who got black? Yeah, because you're really wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Who got silver? Anybody get silver? silver okay, yeah. that was another color. Okay, so um, red. Okay, who, who got red? Raise your hand again on red. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's really good. Wow. Um, can one person share how they got it? It just, the, the word popped in or you heard it in your mind's yeah. ear? Yeah, yeah, in my mind's ear. Cool. Okay, so you heard red in your mind's ear. Did anybody see the color red? You did? Back there. So you saw, like, just red in your, in your mind. Okay. Um, did anybody get it a different way than that? Wow. So you guess? Human no, reasoning right there. <laughs> Great. Um, how, how was yours? Uh, memory popped into my head of being in a parking lot seeing a red car. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. Very cool. Yeah. What kind of car was it? Just curious. That's what it was. <gasps> that's what it was. <laughs> okay. I just got chills. That's cool. That is awesome, bro. Woo. What year? <laughs> Someone's going to get it right, too. 1999. It's close. 98? It was either 97 or 98. I'm just going to give it to y'all on that one because I can't remember. But it was, yeah, it was 97 or 98. So that was pretty good. Uh, you guys should be teaching, actually. That's crazy. Um, boy or girl? Oh, yeah. But if you know me, you can't say it. If you know her, you can't say it. Everybody have stuff in their mind? Okay, who said boy? It's a girl. <laughs> That's okay. But great attempt. <laughs> I thought it was a boy too, actually. <laughs> I did. So. You got girl. How'd you get girl? I saw a pink rattle. <laughs> so you saw uh, a vision that you interpreted. So you didn't actually see a, did anybody see a baby girl? Oh, okay. Diaper territory. 
with a rattle. Very cool. Cool. Uh, did anybody get it a different way? How'd you get it? Interesting. Ooh, so yeah, feeling. Cool. It's interesting how you you didn't see or hear, but you felt something. You're like, oh, that doesn't feel right. Have you ever felt like God was leading you one direction or another? Anybody ever felt that as a Christian? It's like something didn't feel right. It didn't sit right in your spirit. It's like God's leading you in different ways. So these are all ways that we're trying to bring to your attention that God's speaking. Um. What month, actually, I've got, I've got some pain in my body right now. I'm not going to tell you all what it is. What is the Lord saying? Let me give you all a few seconds. Where is it and what is it? And I'm not going to give you any hints. Because there's no way you all could tell. Do what? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. My, do my teeth hurt? No, I don't think so. I'm gonna I have share. tons of cavities. <laughs> well, she does, so you probably getting her. Actually, I've gotten words for the spouse, and it was there's the other person. It's so interesting. So sometimes you have to ask questions because, like, you're probably getting knowledge. So, like, you might, like, we were talking to some guy the other day, and it was like, hey, do you have back pain? And he's like, nope. And then throughout the conversation, he's like, yeah, because my back surgery a few months ago. And we're like, come again? <laughs> you know, you're getting knowledge. It's just, if you ask more questions, have you ever had back pain? You know, hey, are you getting back pain? No, mm-mm. Have you ever had back pain? Oh, yeah, I got a back replacement. <laughs> I don't know if that's something, but <laughs> I got a back replacement <laughs> two weeks ago. You know, you're like, oh, okay, you know, yay for you for not having any pain anymore. But, you know, you're, you're picking up on knowledge, or, t- or sometimes it's the spouse or whatever. Is, is your name Charlie? No. Does that name mean anything to you? Well, my brother's name is Charlie. Oh, okay. So I wasn't wrong. There's something there. Okay. Is your brother, is there something going on with your brother right now that he needs prayer for? And you start searching words out. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to say, is your name Charlie? No. Okay. See you later. Sometimes that word wasn't wrong, but you got, you thought it was wrong because you heard partially. But then as you explored it, it was someone very connected to them or there's something going on in that person's life. So it was interesting how some of y'all got the yellow car. I had a yellow car too. And the red. And he got the exact car vision, which was really cool. So cool. Okay. What, oh, wait. I need to tell them oh, what it is. Oh, what is oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless someone wants to be bold and say what they think it is. Headache? Headache? Headache. Uh, no. Man, I can't believe you just said that one. No, I'm just kidding. Arm? Okay, I'm just going to tell y'all, because some of y'all are right, actually. Um, I've been getting pain behind my knees and in my back. And he has had left shoulder. On the left side, on the the left low side. Did you get that? I got, like, low, like, kind of, like, center and left. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Brandon, did you get it? But your back doesn't normally hurt. And you just started feeling it and is it and then when you said it it left. That's really cool. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Brandon, how'd you get it? So I actually was a little sore from Yeah, it's like it's like mid left low back, and then my right shoulder is kind of tweaked. Does anybody get shoulder? Did someone get shoulder? Okay, did you get right or left, or just shoulder? Left. Okay. Well, I've had issues there too. I'm all beat up over here. <laughs> Who got knees? Did someone get back of the knee, like specifically, or just knee? How did you get knee? The word just popped in your mind right when I said it. Cool. Knee ache. And so you just heard it in your mind. Okay. Did anybody get, uh, did anybody hear a different way than the way that was illustrated? How'd you hear it? So I specifically thought like lower left back. And I kind of, mm. kind of saw you doing what you did. 
He's been walking like an old man. Okay, hopefully I didn't give it away. I thought my posture was good. Right. Are you Are you sure? No, I'm, I'm just kidding with you. People do this in public all the time. Yeah. They're like, I was doing something, wasn't I? No? They're like, oh, is it because I'm walking funny? We're like, no, you look great. <laughs> no. Okay, let's go to the next one. Wait, what time? All y'all are going to pray for me, by the way. All y'all that got that at the end, hopefully. Okay, which one do you want to do? This one? Yes. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so I want you to partner with a neighbor, but not someone who's like your very best friend. That's no fun. But someone who's like, you know, you don't know that good. <laughs> um, and if they were a meal, ask Holy Spirit what they would be. And then why? Okay, so I'll share a story. My my cousin came to my house, and actually she come here, and she learned about, or she went to a life group or something, and she learned about prophecy for the first time, or gift of knowledge or whatever, and I had just eaten broccoli with cheese on it, and like some other things, and so we were having our practice listening to God, and she was like, yeah, I just keep getting broccoli and cheese, and da da da, and then she gave me an explanation for why that was me as a meal, and I was like, I just ate everything you just said. Isn't that cool? But anyway, she saw a picture of it. But anyway, so. This is to give people some framework. So some of you obviously are so good, you're just, you're getting words just out of the blue. This gives you some framework to work with. So um, with your neighbor, what meal are they and why? And I want you to ask Holy Spirit. And he may give you a vision in your mind's eye. It may pop in your head. You may smell it. You may taste it. Whatever that is. So please partner with someone next to you, preferably someone you don't know. If that's not possible, that's fine. Just partner with someone real quick, and we can give you a few minutes. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. I know you all are right in the middle of your words for each other. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. Did anybody get any good words? No one got any good word. Just kidding. You got a really good word. Is this is a good one? Do you want to share it? Okay. Uh, can you come up here and share it on the mic, actually? Actually, I can't because I'm on a cord. Or is it that long? They need to come up. Here, come up. Come up. We'll just have her. Okay. So Matt shared with me that he thought that I was like a traditional Thanksgiving meal. I was like, oh, okay. So he said that it's like Thanksgiving is like comfort foods and that for me that means when people are around me, they feel comforted and that's how like my friends feel around me. But for me that like struck me because um, kind of my husband and I's backstory. We just moved here like eight months ago and we don't have any family here, but all of our family is coming for Thanksgiving. So this is like, I've like seriously like been so looking forward to Thanksgiving and like um, just been thinking about it a ton. Not really a, a holiday that I super celebrate regularly, but this year I've been like really thinking about Thanksgiving. Like I'm so looking forward to Thanksgiving. So that he said that, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Love it. Anybody else get some good words? Okay, you want to come up? What I like is it gave some framework to explore other people's gifts, to call it their, their gold. So, Karis and Riley waited on the Lord for me, and um, they got spaghetti and pizza and a chocolate shake. And... <laughs> Um, this summer, I went on the, the D-School trip to Costa Rica, and the team prayed for me for eight food allergies, which were all healed bump at once, which was awesome. And I feel like God's been calling me to work at Starbucks, and I still have, a, have had, let's say that in the past tense, have had a gluten allergy, I've super been super sensitive to caffeine, chocolate shake, and um, to alkali, uh, cocoa processed with alkali, also chocolate shake. And so I was like, and I've been asking Jesus, all right, if you want me to work at Starbucks, 
can we just get the rest of these taken care of? And they got that. So they prayed for me, and I'm going to receive healing, and I'm going to go try stuff. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, maybe we have time for one more. Anybody else? Awesome. Very cool. It's great. So I love to get people's gifts. I think that is such a, everybody wants to hear the golden. They, they want to hear what's amazing about them. And there's so much amazing things about people that God really opens that door for you to see the gold in other people. And it brings you to a new level of love and value for, for anyone and everybody um, saying, whoa, like starting to see, it's like God puts his eyes in your head. And you start to see them the way God sees them. And you're like, whoa, like God loves you a lot more than I ever knew, more than you even know. And you start getting that download, start seeing all the gifts and all the amazing things, start feeling people's heart for God uh, on that person. And it's just really uh, incredible and life-changing. But I'm gonna, we're going to wrap it up with that. You guys are awesome, uh, amazing. I mean, incredible words. I was shocked with the, just how spot on everybody was in here. Um, I hope that encouraged y'all. I just want to pray for us, and then I'm going to let Zach uh, come take it from here. So, Lord, we thank you so much, God. We thank you for Antioch. Um, I just pray uh, just a blessing in the gift of knowledge and revelation understanding over this body, and I pray that you would just stir up the gifts, that you just kindle it. Make us aware that you're speaking, God. Make us aware that wherever we go, we can hear your voice, Lord, that we are powerful, that we hear you clear, that we're effective, and just set set everybody up in here with divine encounters this week. I pray that you just challenge them, that you just start releasing your words and just an impartation over this body. And we just pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.